On this episode of the Evolve Podcast, and I went into the office one day, and I was basically staring at myself in the black screens of my computer monitor. I could hear my boss basically, you know, arguing and yelling about some red lines that needed to be fixed on the drawings. And looking at myself in those monitors, seeing my reflection, I just started to shake and feel like somebody had poured concrete down my throat. And all I could ask myself was, was this the life that I've worked so hard for? You know, was this it? Was this the only thing? Welcome to Evolve. My name is Brandon Stover, and I interview purpose-driven founders and leaders to educate, inspire, and empower your success in leaving an impact on the world. The goal here is for the rest of us to ask the world's biggest questions, build startups to solve them, and live fulfilling lives in the process. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Evolve. I wanted to start doing some solo episodes again. If you look back in the archive of Evolve, you'll see that I had some solo episodes in the beginning, um, but kind of tapered those off and was just focusing in on the interviews. But I realized as I interview all of these great founders and thought leaders and hear their inspiring stories and you know how they built the businesses that they did and the trials and tribulations that they had, their failures, successes, that you always get to hear their story, but you don't normally get to hear an update of who I am as the host and the story that I'm going through as an entrepreneur and as a founder. So I'm going to start doing these solo episodes maybe every couple weeks, just like the podcast interviews are coming out, just to kind of give an update of where I am and where I'm on in my adventure. So just a little bit of background for those of you that are maybe new to the podcast and don't know who I am. My name is Brandon Stover. I hope you would know that by now. I had originally started uh, my career in architecture. And so I went to a university, got a bachelor's and master's in architecture, and then worked three years inside the field. And looking back, you know, I was going to uh, university because that was kind of the next logical step once you uh, finish high school, as well as I used to be pretty poor, had a single mother. I lived in a trailer park, and so going to a university was kind of my golden ticket out of that uh, lifestyle. And so when I went there, I didn't really take the time to figure out who I I was and what I wanted in life, and had just picked a path that would be safe, get me a good career afterwards. Um, But I was also looking at, you know, what type of things, what kind of work can I do that is really going to make an impact on the world? And I thought because people are, you know, in and out of buildings that like buildings are all around you. They make the fabric of society that by, you know, controlling those buildings, by influencing them, by making them something that is really impactful to society and good for people in their lives, that I can make a positive impact on the world. And so there I was, I went through the architecture program, did really well and had gotten out and was basically struggling to find my first job. Finally found that, and I ended up working three years in the architecture field. But then I found myself, after working those three years and grinding away, just drawing lines on a computer, you know, doing contracts and construction drawings and whatnot, that I was deeply depressed. I was unfulfilled in what I was doing. I felt like the work that I was doing didn't really matter. And I'd went into the office one day and I was basically staring at myself in the black screens of my computer monitor. I could hear my boss basically, you know, arguing and yelling about some red lines that needed to be fixed on the drawings. 
and looking at myself in those monitors, seeing my reflection, I just started to shake and feel like somebody had poured concrete down my throat. And all I could ask myself was, was this the life that I'd worked so hard for? You know, was this it? Was this the only thing? I went home that night and I was just (laughs) crying on the way home. You know, it's probably a 30 minute drive uh, from the office back home. And just wanted to know why that I was so unfulfilled, why college hadn't prepared me for life, you know, after school and had really started to turn to the one thing that had brought me joy as a child, which was learning and, you know, trying to get better as a person. And so I went to the bookstore that evening and came across a book on entrepreneurship because, you know, I was like, I got to look for a way out of this. And working in an office doesn't seem the right way. And I'd always kind of been interested in starting a business. Even when I was going to architecture school, the goal was to get my architecture license and then start my own architecture firm. And so I started looking in the entrepreneur books, and the first one that I picked up was the four-hour work week, because obviously the work week that I was having was shit, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to only work four hours. I started reading that, and that just kind of opened me up to reading a whole ton of books in self-development and entrepreneurship. I started taking a ton of courses and really started just diving into that world. And it started to have an impact on my life because I started implementing the things that I was reading. I was reading everything in self-development. So I was reading things about health, about relationships. And I started applying those things. You know, I took my my weight from over 200 pounds to 140. I had a better relationship with my new wife that I had gotten at the time and had started doing some side hustles, was doing like graphic design and photography, even started a little bit of an e-commerce business at one point and really used that money to basically save up and put a down payment on a house. So my wife and I were able to buy our first house and it was really cool to basically read these books and see that I could actually apply them in my life. I was also starting at the same time to get pissed off and be like, why did I not learn how to have you know good conversations and open up with somebody else in a relationship to have a good relationship with my wife? Why was I not taught about the things that I needed to be eating correctly so that I was healthy and you know felt good, didn't have brain fog? And why was I not taught things about finances and money and you know simply what a 401k really is and <laughs> how do we actually invest? Or how do we actually create a business? How do we start um, marketing our ideas? How do we share our story to inspire others? How do we become leaders? None of this. I was not trained in any of this. And so I just started to get really, really frustrated. But at the at the same time, I was, like I said, doing a lot of different side hustles, um, small businesses, and some of them making good amount of money. I look back now and every single hustle that I did has made at least $45. I think the e-commerce business I did made a couple hundred bucks. So I think that was like my lowest one. My highest ones have been five-figure earners, nothing over six figures. But I was really looking for something that I could do to, you know, replace my income of working that nine to five. I wanted out. I wasn't happy. And I knew this was not the life that I wanted. I had enrolled into a coaching program 
you know, I'd learned a lot about self-development and seeing how much it was changing my life. And so I was like, oh, this would be really cool to help change other people's lives. As you can see again here, the theme of wanting to try and help other people to really have an impact on the world and to just make it a better place than what I grew up in, the things that I seen when I was younger. And so I took this uh, coaching program and at the end of it, I felt like, you know what, I think I could really do this and it could replace my income. And so my wife and I sat down April of last year, that would be 2019. And I was like, hey, I really want to make a run of this. We have enough in savings to last us three or four months. And, you know, I'm going to be putting work in every single day. She knows how much that I work. I'll work quite a bit. I've talked about before about balancing and I strive for that a lot. But when I am working, when I am focused, I'm working my ass off. She was like, yeah, I'm 100% with you. I support you and let's go ahead and do it. And so, you know, the next day I went in, I put in my two weeks and they were like, why are you leaving, basically? Like, if you ever want to come back, like, definitely come back. And I flat out told them, like, you know, architecture is not for me. The industry's too slow. I feel like, you know, it's not my passion. So there I was the very next day trying to get new clients for coaching. If you listen back to the episodes at the beginning of this podcast, you know, I was launching this podcast around the same time and was basically using it to also bring in new coaching clients, which I did do a few coaching client work, but it wasn't necessarily at the scale that I wanted. And what I started to realize was the problem that I had been looking at the entire time was this problem of education and educating a person about not only math and science, but self-development to skills that they can use to actually execute and change something in their life, but in the lives of people around them. You know, that the things that they do for themselves, they can scale and use it to impact the world. And I was starting to get super pissed off about education. And I started to ask myself, well, you know, what if I was the person that changed that? What if I maybe launched a new type of university, a new type of um, education that could help to, you know, combine things like passions, combine skills that are actually executable in the world. That's when I kind of started to read uh, a ton, again, returning back to these things around education and seeing the other universities you'll see in this podcast Um, I started interviewing other founders that had alternative education type models and universities decided that, yeah, this is, this is actually the problem that I wanted to tackle. This was actually what I wanted to do and seeing the thread of education in my own life. And so over the last nine to 12 months, I have been researching the education market I have been putting together what would be a semi-business plan. It's not your typical business plan, but it's what I've called the Founder's Guide to Launching a University. And it outlines all of the types of education, the kind of business model behind it, what I believe you know the values of this would be, and putting it all into a guide that I can hand to other people and start to flesh out some of these ideas. So on one side, it has all my writing, and then on the other, it has lines for them to actually leave comments and whatnot. 
So I'm really trying to flesh out the ideas. I don't care if it's my idea. I just want the best idea out there in order to really improve the education system. So I've started putting that together. And at the same time, I asked myself, okay, as a founder, you know, what are my main roles? How do I need to be training myself? And how am I going to get this thing off the ground? And so I look, you know, after interviewing tons of founders, see that there's three main things, three main jobs that a founder does. They create a vision and basically tell other people that vision, be able to communicate it to others so that it can be executed. So that's number one. Number two is they bring together a team of people that can actually execute this vision. And then number three is bring together resources and the things that that team will need to actually execute the vision. So that's one, to create the vision. What is this thing actually going to be? Two, bringing the people together that can actually execute on that vision. And then three, what are the resources that you need to actually make this a thing? Now, of course, we need to know everything from, you know, how to uh, bring in funding, how to, you know, find product market fit, all that jazz. But that all fundamentally falls into one of those three categories. And so I was starting to look at, you know, where I lived, what kind of network I had around me, and who I may be able to basically bring together as a team. Likewise, you know, I'm going into the higher education market. What is the best way to study my users besides my own experience in higher education? And the best way would be basically to be on college campuses all the time. And so even though I basically, you know, have found that I don't agree with the way that the education system is working, and I will explain some of this uh, in future episodes, but I decided that one of the best ways for me to conduct this research to get a network and basically start to launch this thing and, you know, study my users is to actually go back into higher education. And so having a master's, I was like, well, the next logical step is a PhD. The cool thing about a PhD is that some of the universities have full funding, so they'll pay you basically to do research. And so I was like, okay, I could get paid to basically do my market research and also work with some of the most brilliant minds that we have in the country to launch this thing. And so I decided to look at what startup cities were around the U.S., and what universities they have there in their higher education programs and to apply for PhDs in higher ed. And this would allow me to, again, be on the campus, study the users while I'm living them, their pains and desires and experiences myself, to be able to put together a network of people to build a team. And so some of the places that I've you know, looked at going is like Stanford, which has you know, historically brought together some very powerful founding teams. Likewise, I will be funded this entire time while trying to build this. So I've decided that I'll be applying to six places for a PhD. And I will know next spring, I'll be applying in the fall, I'll know next spring whether I'm getting into any one of those places right now battling with, well, if I don't get into one of those places, what's going to be my next step? And, you know, looking at basically, I know I still want to move to a startup city. Right now I'm living in Spokane, Washington, which 
is a decent sized town city. It's a wonderful place to live. Uh, gorgeous area, great city. But the startup network and infrastructure is just not there to support what I want to do. Likewise, my wife and I are just looking for a new adventure, a different place to be. So I definitely know that I want to sell the house, move to a startup city. We're also in the um, midst of saving up to build a tiny home, um, which is another podcast in and of itself. But either way, uh, this is what I'm putting my purpose and my passion towards. I really, really believe that at the fundamental of changing anything in the world that you first have to start with yourself, hence the reason the show is called Evolve, that the evolution of the world requires evolution of the individual. And I believe that the best way to evolve an individual is to give them the education, give them the skills, give them the tools they need to actually make that change. So this podcast is one arm of that, Uh, you know, bringing inspiring stories, tactics and whatnot from other founders so that all of us as founders can go forward and, you know, make the impact that we're trying to on the world. But I want to bring that next step, which is, you know, an actual education system to make better people in society. So that's a little bit about me, what I'm working on as a founder. I'm a first-time early-stage founder, just like all of you. So I'm in the grind when I talk to these people and interview them on the show. It's very much for you guys, but it's also for me. Like, I'm asking questions that I truly want to know the answers to because, you know, I deal with the same problems in my head, whether it be imposter syndrome of, you know, who am I to be doing this thing? Or it's tactical stuff like, well, how the hell do I actually put together a crowdfunding campaign so I don't have to go, you know, get funding? So I hope you guys enjoy these. I will be doing updates. Um, I'm going to be doing, you know, further deep dives in kind of what the university is, how I see the education system. Like I said, I'll still be doing the interview shows every couple weeks. I'm hoping to get back to every single week for those, but it does take a lot to you run and put together a high quality podcast so thank you guys for listening i'm always available to connect on linkedin you know that's brandon stover on linkedin or you can send me an email at brandon at brandonstover.com and i'd love to chat with you guys so thanks for listening thank you for listening and joining the evolution revolution if this episode was impactful for you then share it with a friend because pushing the world to evolve takes more than just you or I. Until next time, my friends, keep evolving.